Coming right up, Straight Talk with Art Levine. Our guest tonight, Long Beach Chief of Police Jim McDonald, as we continue our 22nd anniversary year. Straight Talk is brought to you in part by the Port of Long Beach, a leader in international trade and environmental stewardship. And the Press-Telegram, your local news leader for over 100 years. Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now your host, Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. We're delighted to have as our guest for the entire show, the Long Beach Chief of Police, Jim McDonald. Chief, welcome back to Straight Talk. Thank you very much, Art. Thanks for having me. Let's start with the crime stats. Very, very positive results uh, of you and your force in, in a difficult environment. Yeah, we're, we feel very fortunate to be in the position we're in, and, and it came as a result of a lot of hard work uh, by a very limited number of people on the police department, both sworn and civilian. Uh, as well as a, uh, a relationship with the community where we're trying to expand the community's efforts to be able to help us to know what's going on in their neighborhood so we can help make it even safer. Um, when you look at our stats here, to kind of put it in context, we finished out 2012 with the lowest violent crime sta uh, stats that we've had in 40 years since 1972. Uh, we're down 15.4% in violent crime uh, this year compared to last. Wow. So on top of 40-year lows, we're down 15% there. On the uh, property crime category, we're down 6.5%, and so some great declines in some, uh, some critical areas. However, one that I would mention that's not down is residential burglary. Yeah. And in looking at that one, that's one the public can help us uh, tremendously, and just by locking their doors and windows, watching out for their neighbors, and letting us know uh, if they see somebody in their neighborhood that's acting suspiciously, that looks like they're walking around looking for opportunities, give us a call. We'll send somebody out there to talk to them and see what they're doing. And most oftentimes, we get tremendous results on this. I know on your appearance last year, you were very concerned about the three R's, the recession, the reduction in force, right. and uh, the uh, realignment right. that put some bad guys out on the street, that this would cause a bump. And yet, uh, as you pointed out, uh, violent crime down 15.4% from right. last year's lows. Right. That's Fantastic. Yeah, we, we looked at, as you put it, the three R's. I like that. The, um, all of those issues are certainly challenges that we face. And what we've tried to do, given those constraints, to, with, uh, with the number of people we have, to be as strategic as we can, to be, to be efficient with the use of our, our people. Uh, we're pushing our people very hard, and they're, they're stepping up, and they're doing a tremendous job, as evidenced by the numbers that you see here. Um, but really, I think, how do we take it to the next level in Long Beach? And it's by an engaged community. It's by people in the past who have not been active in the community, who have not felt that part of their role to look out for their neighbors, uh, to call the police, to let us know what they're seeing. Uh, and I think if we can accelerate that, encourage people to, to play an active role, uh, oftentimes I hear, well, I saw this guy in the neighborhood, but I didn't want to bother you you know, you're not bothering us. That's what we're there for. We want to come out, and if something doesn't feel right to you, it probably isn't. And, you know, if we come out and talk to somebody who's walking down the street looking at houses and looking in car windows and that kind of thing, uh, maybe they're not doing anything. And at, at worst case scenario, we just talk to them. Uh, but if they are actively out there looking for opportunities to break into a, a vehicle or break into a home, uh, we can stop it before it happens. And you mentioned uh, how you need to be wise with the securing of your home and, and not doing uh, things that would invite 
uh, theft. And, and the same, of course, is true of auto burglary. You don't want right. to leave things on your seat that are attractive uh, break-in targets. Yeah, as much as we talk about this, uh, you know, we're all, we're all very busy. We're all trying to do a lot of things at the same time. And we'll drive up somewhere and we're, we're you know, we're, we've got a laptop in the car. We've got, uh, you know, a cell phone or something that, you know, we're going to be using as soon as we get out of the car or we used at the last stop. Uh, and we forget about it. We leave it there inside the car and we get out. Uh, well, somebody walking along who's an opportunist sees it in the car, takes them a couple of seconds to break your window, grab your item, and they're yeah. gone. You know, and that's again where once it happens, uh, the community looking out for each other and saying, hey, I saw something happen and I know it wasn't right and calling us. Uh, and on the front end, uh, you know, looking out for your own stuff with an eye towards if, if I was an opportunist looking for, uh, looking for property, you know, what would I do? And then, re, you know, think through it that way. Good, good advice. Uh, let's talk for a moment about the uh, recent increase in officer-involved shootings. I know this has been mm -hmm. widely publicized and right. is of concern to the community. Speak to that. Yeah, it's a concern. Uh, certainly, we understand the community's concern. Um, that's something that last year we had uh, 12 for the year. And in Long Beach, we count everything. So we count animal shootings where somebody has to shoot a dog to protect themselves or somebody else. Uh, accidental discharges, whether, whether they happen within the police department or within the city family, anybody who's armed, we handle that and we count that against our own stats. Um, so we're looking at numbers last year that were, um, that were relatively low by comparison. I think it was nine last year and the average year is 12. And then this year now we're at 21. Of those 21, uh, there's two or three that are accidental discharges, and I believe we have three additional that are animal shootings. Uh, so when you back those out and you look at the numbers then, we, we critically evaluate every officer-involved shooting. We put a tremendous amount of resources into the investigation of it, uh, the reporting of it. We have a, a very critical debrief about 72 hours after a shooting, make a number of, uh, of decisions at that point, and then there's a, a, a much longer period where the complete investigation is done, and then we'll have a, a use of force review board down the road that looks at every aspect of the shooting, uh, the drawing and exhibiting of the firearm, the tactics leading up to it, and the actual use of force itself. We look at the investigation. We look at the first part of it, the call taker, uh, the dispatch, how the officers got there, and every aspect of how we responded to that call and what the outcomes were are, are critically evaluated. That, if I could, coupled with uh, the district attorney on any uh, officer-involved shooting where there's a hit, where there's a suspect hit, the district attorney rolls out a team and they do their own investigation concurrently. Uh, if there's a death, the coroner also comes out and does their own independent investigation. So there's a lot of eyes looking at all of these officer-involved shootings. We take them very, very seriously. Uh, and we walk away from each one, hopefully with some lessons learned to try and avoid shootings in the future as best we can. Um, uh, and again, that's a, you know, a, a great goal, but one that we know in an urban environment that uh, with so many guns on the street there that officers are going to face um, somebody with a gun and have to do what is traumatizing to the community, traumatizing to the officer, their family, uh, the victim, the, uh, you know, the victim of the crime, if there was one associated with that prior, uh, the suspect, the suspect's family, and uh, it's a ripple effect throughout the community. So certainly something that uh, is... Uh, is of great concern to everybody, uh, but we put officers in harm's way so that others don't have to face that. And uh, unfortunately, this year there has been an increase in that number, and uh, you know we we do the best we can. Okay, we'll be continuing our conversation with the chief after these messages. Stay with us.
At the Port of Long Beach, we're not only delivering jobs, smart ideas, and forward-thinking environmental initiatives. We're also delivering opportunity for all of Southern California. Oh, and a clearer horizon line. To learn more, go to polb.com, the Port of Long Beach, thinking outside the docks. Hello, I'm Jessica Hardy, a proud Long Beach native and a member of the USA Swimming national team. Having spent much of my life in water, I've developed a deep appreciation for the valuable role that this precious resource plays in our lives. In recent years, California's water supply has become unreliable. To address this reality, Long Beach residents have dramatically reduced their water use through permanent lifestyle changes. In doing so, Long Beach has made itself a leader in water conservation. As I work hard to achieve my personal goal of qualifying for the 2012 Summer Olympics, I encourage you to continue your tremendous efforts to use water in smart and responsible ways. So join me and your fellow Long Beach residents in strengthening the water conservation movement. By making small but significant changes in our water use habits, together we can ensure that we have a reliable water supply for many generations to come. At Performance Plus Tire, you'll find we carry Toyo tires. For over 50 years, Toyo has been a world leader in the development of high-quality tires. Optimum performance, safety, and a comfortable ride. That's what makes Toyo tires great. And now come into Performance Plus Tire for a great deal on these Toyo tires. Proxies ST, Open Country AT, and Proxies 4. Toyo tires, driven to perform. Come in today and we'll install new Toyo tires on your vehicle while you wait. Performance Plus Tire on Cherry Avenue, one mile north of the 405 in Long Beach. We're back with this great conversation with the chief. Chief, let's talk about uh, police staffing. We have about 760 police officers in the force. Uh, I know you'd like to have more. Right. Uh, but just talk to the, the question of the level of police staffing. Yeah, we're, we're very lean in the city. We have, you mentioned the number 760. We have an additional uh, 40 officers that are about to graduate next month from the academy, which we're very thankful for. We'll put another class in next year, which will be another 40, which will basically keep us even with attrition. Uh, when you compare where we are in this city with uh, other cities around the country, the departments back east tend to have a lot more officers per capita. Uh, New York, Chicago, Philadelphia, Boston have about four to four and a half officers per thousand population. D.C. I think has seven and a half. When you look closer to us, LAPD, which is a very lean organization, has 2.5. Uh, the latest number I heard for us, we're down in the range of 1.4 right now, uh, officers per thousand population. So we're, we're very lean, that's why you'll see one officer uh, cars out there responding to calls for service, which allows us to keep uh, a very, very good response time. Uh, our response time to calls for service, priority one calls for service, is in the neighborhood of four and a half minutes, right. which is uh, among the best in the nation uh, for big cities. So we're very proud of that, but uh, to be able to do that, uh, you know, we, we sacrifice on the officer safety side to some degree that we have one officer cars rather than two in areas that I think should have two. And having the staffing levels that you do uh, requires uh, quite a bit of overtime for the existing force that you'd prefer not to have to do. Yeah, that's correct. I mean, we have, uh, we have officers in a situation now and civilian employees, particularly in our lab and our record sections that are working hours that they don't ask to work, but we need them to work so they can get the job done. 
Uh, we're doing a, a very complex job with, uh, with relatively few people. So in order to be able to keep the standards where they are, in order to be able to keep the productivity levels to where we need them and, and meet the public's expectations, uh, we're working our people very hard. So you would like to see uh, more police officers, more boots on the ground with a bigger budget from the city council? Oh, absolutely. I, I look at uh, where we are with the stats that we just talked about a little bit ago, uh, and we're in, we're in great shape when you think we're at 40-year-plus lows uh, in violent crime. But I think if we had more officers out there, our ability to drive that down even further and make this city even safer uh, is, uh, is certainly an opportunity that we'd, we'd like to avail ourselves to. We were both at a wonderful function recently uh, dedicating the governor, George Duke Majin, a beautiful new courthouse, yeah. and the governor spoke, and uh, very movingly, as did many others. But the governor made the point that throughout his career, he always viewed the prime role of government to be public safety. Yeah, no, I thought that was uh, very profound. And when you think about it, uh, if you don't have public safety, if you don't feel you can send your kids to school and, and they'll walk to school or get out there however they do in a safe manner, they can return home safely. And we make assumptions that you know, going to and from wherever we're going, that we should be able to do it with that uh, assumption being true. Um, I think that's at the core of all we do. You know, we have parks, we have museums, we have so many beautiful things, uh, but the bottom line is you need to feel safe to be able to go there, and, and that's what we try and provide as best we can. And business doesn't want to relocate to a city that's not viewed as safe. No, absolutely. I think that's the core of all we do, you know, for our family, whether it's relocating a business, moving a, a family into a city, uh, you know, the schools, everybody looks at, uh, and certainly public safety. A major economic generator of our community is the Port of Long Beach. And the port has its own security force, but you uh, the Long Beach Police Department uh, supplements that with, with some of your officers. That's correct. Yeah, the Harbor Department has a security operation. We work very closely with them, more closely uh, in recent years than previously. Um, and we have a... Uh, we have a good team that's working very hard to try and make the port as safe as we can possibly make it. Would it make any sense to consider the, the police department taking over the entire security uh, operation of the port so it's an integrated unit rather than two forces working side by side no, ma no matter how closely? You know, I, I, I would certainly uh, like this city to look at that. I think that if you had a single chain of command, we could be more effective. Uh, I look at uh, us uh, on the Long Beach side comparing us with the L.A. side. L.A. has a police department dedicated to policing the port. Uh, I would like to see us have a, a bureau within the police department uh, to be able to provide that function where that's their sole mission is the protection of the port. Uh, when you look at all of the entities that have a hand in protecting the port of L.A. Long Beach, on the L.A. side you have the port police, you have the Los Angeles Police Department, you have the Los Angeles Fire Department. On the Long Beach side, we have the Harbor Department, the, Los the Long Beach Police Department, the uh, Long Beach Fire Department. Uh, you have the county sheriffs that weigh in on certain, certain aspects of port security. And then on the federal side, we have the Coast Guard as the, the captain of the port, kind of runs what happens on the water. Um, you have the uh, Customs and Border Protection. You have the FBI for drug in investigations. You have the DEA for agriculture. You have the Department of Agriculture. And there are many, many more that all have a role in make maintaining the safety uh, and security of the port. Well, something to, to look at then. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Let's talk about technology for a moment. I know that you've been a big advocate of uh, policing smart, particularly with, uh, with the cutbacks at police uh, staffing levels right. and some of the developments in the technology field. 
Yeah, we've, uh, we've tried as best we can, primarily through grant funding, to be able to get uh, technology that will help leverage the number of people we have doing the job to make us more efficient and ultimately more effective. And we've had some success with that. Uh, we've talked about before automated license plate readers. They're a big help to us. Uh, uh, cameras, certainly we have cameras uh, as many places in the public space that we can. Uh, our ability to, to take those cameras and be able to tap into them over the web uh, has been a tremendous cost savings. It has allowed us to be able to uh, view incidents that otherwise we couldn't have uh, from a standpoint of viewing something that's already occurred to go back for investigation and prosecution, uh, what a tremendous tool that has been for us. And it saves tremendous costs, court costs as well, because if you have somebody committing a crime on video, uh, you, you don't need a trial. I mean, oftentimes they'll cop out to the, to the charge, yeah. and you don't end up with the cost of a lengthy trial. You know, yeah. you'll end up getting some sort of a plea bargain, uh, but the case is adjudicated uh, for much less cost and time uh, than it would otherwise be. And I know you've encouraged private businesses to hook their systems in under the COP system, Common Operating Picture. Right. We have this, uh, this program, we call it LB COP, Long Beach Common Operating Picture. And what it's allowed is for us in our communication center, which is a very nice one over uh, at Spring and Redondo, to be able to bring in camera feeds from the public sector as well as the private sector uh, for those that sign up for our, our program. Uh, they'll have a, an inter internet-based uh, protocol where we have access, if, uh, with their permission, to their cameras. Uh, we have the potential to take over their cameras if it's pan, tilt, zoom, move it around to where we need to see what we need to see. And so when a call comes into communications and somebody says, uh, I'm at 123 Main Street, uh, the dispatchers can pull up a camera for that location right. and be able to tell officers en route what they're going to run into when they get there, as well as if the camera is able to catch the crime in progress to be able to use that again nice. uh, for apprehension and prosecution. So if you have a private business with a security system and you want to link at no cost uh, to you with the uh, COP system, uh, call the number we're going to put up right at the end of this segment. We'll be continuing with more with the Chief after these messages. How do you like your chances the rest of the way? I got no idea. But I do know that if we stay with Naples Rib Company, at least we won't go hungry. Coach, what do you think about some of those questionable calls tonight? Yeah, but if you want a sound call, I'd call Naples Rib Company. You can't miss on that call. Then Naples Rib Company is part of your game plan? There really is nothing more motivating than a great barbecue meal at Naples Rib Company. Victory or not, Naples Rib Company, great game plan. Founded in 1976, Polly's Gourmet Coffee is Southern California's most complete gourmet coffee store. Polly's has the best tasting coffee, freshly roasted every day right in the store. Plus a wide selection of teas, an in-house bakery, espresso bar, patio dining, and more. We also offer Wi-Fi, free internet access for all of our customers. Our nationwide clientele agree, when it comes to coffee, there's only one name to remember. Polly's, 4606 East 2nd Street, welcoming you into Belmont Shore. When I was a boy growing up in Italy, I had a dream to own my own store. I came to the United States and I worked hard as a tailor. Hi, I'm Umberto. I've been in Long Beach since 1960, carrying the finest quality men's clothing. It was a long way away, but styles are just around the corner. Umberto, 2141 Belfar, Long Beach. Who needs this modern world? 
I can live just fine out here without the road rage and boy bands. Of course, I might miss my Charter HD with football on ESPN and Walking Dead on AMC. ESPN and AMC. And, well, Shark Week on Discovery HD. But that's all. AMC, ESPN, Discovery, TBS, and Comedy Central HD. But that's it. Except for HBO HD. Charter now has over 100 HD channels and more brilliant HD shows on demand than ever. We're back with our Chief of Police, Jim McDonald. The Chief mentioned earlier how we need as a community to get involved with helping the police department do their job. One way to do that is through uh, support of the Long Beach Police Foundation. The foundation is a private 501c3 organization that helps the police department do its job through support in technology, training, and community outreach, importantly with youth programs. And the uh, foundation publishes a, uh, a newsletter that goes to members and you can become a member of the Long Beach Police Foundation for $100 a year tax deductible. And we will give you one of these lovely membership cards. And Chief, you are a charter member. Yeah. And uh, it's time to renew uh, your membership. So uh, I have your card here printed, 2014. I knew I, uh, I anticipated. I knew you were going to hit me up on the show, so I brought my check in. Uh, Thank you, you sir. Know, happy to uh, happy able to say a word about what it means for the police department to have the support of the foundation. Yeah, you know what? I, I think on a number of levels, it's uh, it's so helpful to us to be able to have not only the monetary support to be able to do youth programs, to be able to do uh, some training that otherwise we wouldn't be able to do, uh, to be able to do things that are not provided in by the budget. Um, Officers are out there on the front lines and they, they get to see the need and, and it's very sad not to be able to do something about uh, the need sometimes that you do see. So the foundation gives us the ability to reach out where otherwise we might not be able to, but it also allows for the community to be able to come in and be part of the organization, to be able to find out behind the scenes what's going on and why, and to be, help, be able to be helpful to be part of the solution. There's so many people with so many levels of expertise in this city that are looking for something to do that's meaningful so they make a difference at the end of the day. We run across opportunities all the time where there, there, there are people in need of what they can provide. So to be able to marry up the skills and expertise with the need uh, is something I am hope that we can continue to do and, and take it to a whole new level. So we'd like you to consider joining us in the Long Beach Police Foundation by becoming a member for $100. Uh, we'll put up the telephone number and the website, lbpoliceFoundation.org, telephone number 562-343-5111. You can become a member, get your membership card, and help the police department make Long Beach an even safer city. Um, and, and, and there's an aesthetic uh, benefit, too, that it's not just the police department. Everyone is, is helping do something, and it's appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're looking, I think, too often we've relied on on the police for public safety. And the reality is we can't be what we'd like to be to everybody. Uh, but all of us working together can take public safety to a whole new level in this city. And I think the opportunities are there. We just need to be able to take the time, develop the relationships and and identify what the needs are and how everybody can play a, a critical role in helping achieve that. And one of the blue chip events that the Police Foundation sponsors is the very wonderful police awards ceremony to which you are all invited on Thursday, June 5th, where we see police officers and their families and those that have uh, uh, provided particularly noteworthy service and bravery 
are given uh, appropriate awards by the chief and by the department, and that's a very moving yeah, ceremony. It really is. So uh, uh, keep that in mind, and we'll be back with the remaining portions of Straight Talk after these messages. Trainees mixes California style with continental cuisine that includes fresh seafood from around the world. Since Phil is the chef, the menu has a wide variety of pastas, salads, soups, and appetizers that feature his unique personal touch. And the Italian-American signature dishes are simply beyond delicious. You never know who you're going to run into at Trainees, from the famous sports legends on the Wall of Fame to local celebrities having a drink at the bar. For the best fine dining experience, visit Phil Trainees. I want to improve my career opportunities. I want to earn a higher salary at my job. I'd like to finish what I started. The new Bachelor of Arts in Liberal Arts degree completion program at Cal State Long Beach will help you achieve your educational goals while keeping your life in balance. Contact our customer service center at 1-800-963-2250 for more information. Or visit us on the web. Let CSULB help you finish what you started. those who are closest to you from our family to yours McCarty's jewelry since 1932 we are taping the show on November 22nd 2013 the 50th anniversary of the assassination of President John F Kennedy we honor the memory of our late president in the current issue of the straight talk magazine the assassination of President Kennedy was the seminal event of our generation Many believe it was a turning point, a pivot point in the history of America, and things might have turned out quite differently and better had he lived. Each of us remember exactly where we were and what we were doing when we heard the news, the president has been shot. For many of us, it was a loss of innocence, and things were never quite the same again. A majority of Americans today do not believe that the Warren Commission Honorable men who labored under great pressure to complete their work got it entirely right in their conclusion that Lee Harvey Oswald was the lone assassin. Facts not known to the commission have since come out, which caused many to have serious doubt that we know the full story. Maybe it is time, 50 years later, to revisit this tragic episode of our history. We owe future generations the best explanation of the facts surrounding the assassination of our president that we can provide. And Chief, I know you share the loss being from Boston yeah. and being Irish. Yeah, no, thank uh, you, Art. It, uh, well, thank you so much for, for joining us on the show. Any final words to our viewers? No, thank you all very much for the support for the men and women of the Long Beach Police Department. Uh, we as one team, the community and the police together, as well as the city family, uh, can be uh, can be even stronger than we have in the past, working together more closely. Thank you very much. Thank you, Chief. Thank you. And thank you for joining us. Please be with us next week for the next edition of Straight Talk. Good night, everyone. Straight Talk has been brought to you in part by the Port of Long Beach and the Press-Telegram. And remember, Straight Talk is viewable 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.